since this is the start of a new season, I of course have to make the disclaimer. Roll Gay Roleplay is a real play comedy fiction podcast intended for a mature audience. Our episodes are labeled explicit for a reason, so listener discretion is advised. If it feels like you've been waiting months since the curse storyline has ended for a new story, well, guess what? It's here! We're finally back! If you're brand new to the podcast, this is a perfect episode to start on because we're starting a brand new story right here. This is our fifth season, our third story arc, and it'll last for two full seasons. And I'm not going to say much more because that's what this episode is. It's an intro to the season. So thank you for being here. Get ready to laugh. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and we're officially back. Hi, hi, my name's Katie, and I still forget what order we go in, and I play Lynn, the my alcoholic name... dad of the group. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, my name's Brandon, and I play Bay. And the, you can't forget something that you never knew, Katie. oh i'm tisha and i play rux baldacino and i almost forgot the order because we were making fun of katie aha oh poor katie um uh hi there contagious um yeah i am totally uh i'm dominique Devereux. And, you know, some people prefer Asatrova, you know, but I'm more of a Beluga girl, so. Any, anyone? No? No. Is that caviar? Yes. The girl, was the last time you had caviar? Never. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. No, I'm Dominique Devereaux. Uh, I have it at the most lavish party. Okay, great. <laughs> I didn't even know that was caviar. Good to know. Have y'all not seen Dynasty? I've heard I've heard of beluga caviar. Petrovia no, beluga. Dynasty. Okay. Cat sitting in the the with the the person I'm cat sitting feeds the cat. It just feels like what I used to eat when I wasn't vegan. It's like shredded chicken, and I'm like, ew, it's touching me. So <laughs> I don't know about caviar. If you couldn't tell from her story about a cat, cat shredded chicken, chicken. <laughs> Ugh, chicken. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, That's okay. Well, we're back, and this is about right for us. Just off the wall immediately. I didn't. I'm sorry that I did. How do y'all not? Okay. Can our next movie night be just an episode of Dynasty? The old, like classic, or the, the new classic? Hash. Okay. I, I love when Jonathan, like, reaches out and tries to get us to be relatable to a majority of human beings in the community. <laughs> and we all refuse. Like, Dominique Devereaux is, she she is gay, she is icon. Okay, anyway, we have a question. Yes, who is Dominique Devereaux? <laughs> <laughs> she is that girl. Okay. Fifth golden girl. What is, oh, our question today is... What is your favorite or go-to euphemism for fuck you? I will say those are two different things for me because my favorite is bless your heart, sugar tart, you're slower than molasses. But I, that sounds funny coming out, of my, coming out of me, right? It's not the same. But what I usually say if I'm just like, all right, well, fuck you, is... Well, I, I mean, it takes all sorts, I suppose. Um, I care about people, uh, and that's what I base my decisions on, is my care about other people and things and beings and living, living creatures and, and my compassion for them. And not everybody does that, so I guess we can move on. Heard. <laughs> As I was telling you all earlier, um, my, my fuck you moments are all, they're, they're veiled compliments. So, like... 
someone, you know, doesn't do the thing I need them to do. And I say, proud of you. Um, oh, my God. Oh, I do that, too. Oh. <laughs> and I'm not proud of them in the slightest. <laughs> That's a really good one. Yeah, I, I am such an I like I need to talk to my therapist because I am. After just reflecting over the past few minutes, I am an asshole. Or, or, um, just now you figured that out. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> I think you. the other one that really like I use a lot is uh, thank you or thanks whenever they did, but you get it comes with a face, it does, and it really does. And I can, um, I can immediately like my boyfriend, he'll I'll come home from work and the thing I asked him to do is probably like maybe like clean the chicken or um, make sure that the 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 tofu is uh, dried out so that I can fry it. And he hasn't done it. So I'll look him dead in the face and I'll say, thank you for doing what I asked. And then go and do it. <laughs> passive aggressive. So passive aggressive. Yeah, that's fighting words. I and watch me never do it ever again if you say that to me. You know, and like he he has had to check me a few times. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> you could just say that you're not happy. You don't have to be such a bitch about it." And I'm like, "I'm sorry. I'm working on it. I have a therapist." <laughs> Thanks for the constructive criticism. Right, you know, but no thank you at all, bitch. Anyway, so um that is yeah, I I'm just really an asshole. My favorite euphemism is anything that makes you feel good about yourself, but I don't feel good about you at all. I I can't I can't like think of a time where I've said like fuck you to or thought I guess I can't put those two together where I've said fuck you to somebody that I know in my life that I want to keep in my life. Oh, Besides saying just fuck, you know what? Fuck you. That was rude as fuck. You've said it to me. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't want you in her life. Not in. Uh, <laughs> I guess. I guess I was thinking a euphemism for fuck you. I have. I thought you're right. I have said fuck you to you before. You have. I think I just say. But fuck I mean, you. it was clearly in jest. Yeah. Right. I don't think you've like straight up been like. No, I've sh- never been. I've never been mad and said fuck you in any other way besides fuck you mm-hmm. i heard yep i, th- to a person I do I that like proud of you a lot but it's not like genuine anger it's just like mm. well, one that i do when i'm actually mad is i'll do like the like we've been arguing and i'm just i'm done and i don't want to have this conversation anymore it's a waste of breath so i'll go you know what you're right Oh, good one. Good, good, good. Oh, that's infuriating in an argument. Bitch, not you leaving it to them and the Lord. <laughs> I just, I don't have time for it. You know what? You're right. I'm done. I'm going to go. Thanks. This was fun. If I'm in those situations, all I do is go, great. It, it takes so much to get me angry. Like, I'm just chill in general. I don't care about most stuff. And as soon as I stop caring, if we're arguing, we're not arguing. You're arguing and I'm saying, great. Great. <laughs> Cool party, party is another one. Yeah, come on a door. But if I like, if I get real upset, like there's only a few people I've ever said this to or thought about it to. But instead of saying "fuck you," I say "die in a fire, not from the smoke, but from the flames." Ooh, I want you to burn, bitch. I also love a Rue McClanahan of like the eat trash and die, or no, mm. eat dirt and die trash. Yeah. Ah, that's good. <laughs> or I guess. And and maybe whenever I'm, because usually the only time I'm telling somebody to fuck off is like on an internet argument because that's where I like to get my dopamine. Um, and I'll say something like, "I guess every garbage can has its lid." <gasps> oh, <laughs> that's good. Okay, so there's a couple different types of mad. I much like Chris. I don't actually get mad. But I'm a very sore loser when I play video games, and oh, yeah. before I got a sleep yes. schedule, I was really mean in the morning. If you tried to wake me up early to do anything, like, I have told a friend who I asked to wake me up for a quiz, like, I hope you get really drunk on the plane, and that you make a fool out of yourself in front of your family <laughs> when they come to pick you up. Like, I hope it's a <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Rude. So I was personal. doing you a favor, but never again. So that's <laughs> my personal demon. Deal with <laughs> She's really mean like that. Uh, also, if any of you want to hear Katie get really mad at a video game, we just posted Aww. that in our Patreon. She was starting her period and real aggressive at Fall Guys. Again. Oh, man. So funny. Brood. I also just say brood. That's it. I would also like to note that we were counting the cuss words for us playing on that um, Fall Guys. And I had the least amount, so... Oh, well, and also, you. I think you miss one of Brandon's cuss words where he whispered it. He was like, oh, what the fuck? Did I? And it was, it was missed. Yeah. I meant to tell you that like two weeks ago when you. Uh, That's why I send it to you guys to double check it. Yeah. And I was like, eh, no big deal. I don't read or watch anything you send us. I, I watched it because I wasn't a part of it. Fucking useless, Brandon. God damn it. I, I still don't know what our theme song is for this campaign. <laughs> Oh, it's actually Jesus what? Take the Wheel by Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's you know very wholesome. A whole new audience. Yeah, we for did us. vote Carrie Underwood. Uh, but yeah, we are starting RGRP Gaming on our YouTube channel. That's something that we put on our Patreon already, and I'm hoping by the time this episode airs, we already have at least one or two out. I and a hundred thousand subscribers. Yeah, we're already very popular. We're manifesting it. So <laughs> if you're not part of the trend, you should get on the trend. I love it. And then we can post it to our social media called Tentacle. Yes. That's a perfect tie-in, Jonathan. This episode today is introducing the characters. I know you met all of our new characters during the Olympic Games, but we want to just talk about the characters, how they know each other in this world. And we're going to talk a little bit about the city itself, the setting for this new campaign. That way we can get to know the characters. And then next week, we're starting right off into a story. I'm living. Yes, this is very exciting. I'm I'm excited about this story. It's been fun to write and create the city map and everything. So we are, our new season is going to be set in a city called Soul Quest City. Soul Quest City. So Boy Scout. It is a futuristic neon metropolis. Big city, lots of buildings. There's a light rail, very futuristic, a lot of machines and automated devices throughout the city. And in this city, we have a detective agency created by the four characters. Well, I guess it was created by two of them. Brandon and Katie's character. Yeah. Yes. And Tisha and Jonathan's character were hired. Yes. And in the Olympics, they came up with Balin You Out is the agency name. Which is so corny. <laughs> it's so good. It like, it feel like it's not because it was my idea. I think it's so good. I think it's just so good in general. And right? I feel like right? if you see an advertisement for bailing you out, it's like in comic, like boom, kapow, onomatopoeia. Um, and there's a fist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bailing. You out. Kapow. In my head, it's it's Lynn and Bay, like with their arms crossed back to back. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yes. God. Ew. But we also get, like, a lot of calls meant for defense attorneys. And we, we don't <laughs> yes. do that. Oh, it's, wrong kind of bail. It's wrong giving kind of bail. very much Jim Adler. Who's that? Oh, oh, God. This is a Texas thing. Never mind. Great. <laughs> yeah, Glenn Lerner is who it is up here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like that random lawyer? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll chase your ambulance. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a a famous football player that is an attorney now Her- down here. Herschel Walker. I can't remember. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think he's an attorney. No, he's not. He's just running for Senate, I think. <laughs> he, he probably has a kid that's an attorney, though. We had transitioned into the show, and now oh, we're transitioning right back, back out. out. Yeah. Sorry. Right back sorry. I'm so Reno. sorry. Getting back to the story. So let's talk about your characters first. Before we go into this more about the city, let's talk about the characters. First, let's start off with Bay. Bay is a slime boy, a uh, plasmoid, is that right? Yes. Oh, do I, am I, this is where I talk. Was your cue? Sure, I was just swallowing snot because it was gross, but yes, you can please take oh, over. Oh, God. <laughs> go swallow snot. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> I don't want to keep that. Okay. Um, 
Bay is a plasmoid who is mostly like a little tiny ball of goo, kind of like the mucus that Chris just swallowed. And uh, B-A-E stands for breaking and entering, which is actually how Bay got kind of into this business. They were, I don't know if we, we don't, I don't know if we want to describe entire backstories do we sure up to you how much you want to talk about right now this is this is getting this is the audience getting to know the characters so share what you'd like and whatever you don't want shared if it's something that we need to know i can edit it out and just write it down on my little dry erase board here all right well bay has a bit of a storied past they don't know anybody else who's a plasmoid they think that they're one of a kind which is possible we're not really sure and uh they were taken at a very young age, whatever young is for a plasmoid, to commit crimes because they can kind of change their shape and, and wiggle into places and get in through cracks. So they were often used for breaking and entering crimes with a small group until they were eventually freed and taken in by Lynn Specter, where we started an entrepreneurial business to kind of stop that sort of thing. Not entrepreneurial. Awesome. Slay. Does does Bay have a favorite color? Bay can't see color. They're like a dog, except that now we know dogs can see color. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Lost Katie's Katie got to Google this. No, because I thought that dogs only had two color cones. So let's see. This I think is that just... means that they just can't see like in between colors, like blending. They just see. Oh, they, 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 can, they can see color just like Chris can. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's about right. I think she's right. <laughs> there isn't there is a sea creature that has like we have like six cones, I think, in our eyes or whatever. But yeah, like you're talking about a mantis shrimp. Yeah, they have like over a hundred or whatever. Yeah, but the reason for that, people were really jealous for a while. The reason for that is because they can't, like I just said, they don't see the blending. So they need a different cone for every single color type thing. But we don't need as many because we can like see the transition between. I mean, I'm still jealous of a mantis shrimp. Yeah, everyone was really jealous. I just, I, I want to be able to punch the shit out of something and destroy it. Anyway, <laughs> that's fair. I want to um, crack a shell with my fist and not have to pay rent. Also, yeah. okay, that's the most important. Right, right, right. <laughs> Less bills. Every day, a fight for, for survival. But <laughs> I have a superpower, and I don't have to pay rent. So, food is free. But you have to kill it yourself. Or you can just eat grass. Also, Bay's hair color is described as bald, and their eye color is described as debatable. <laughs> Which I think means that if they have eyes, it's debatable. I'm not sure. <laughs> Wait, do they have eyes? All the images we've seen of Bay is just a gelatinous form. Like, mm-hmm. it looks like something spilled. Yeah, they can change their shape. We kind of discussed in the Olympics that I think they see through, like, an arcane sense. I don't think they actually have traditional vision. You should probably flesh that out before the first episode. Oop, here we are. Eh. Yeah, because uh, what about, what if a flashbang goes off? Do you have to close your eyes? Do you have eyes to close? Right, or what if somebody, what if somebody just, like, off in our campaign? What if somebody just, like, (laughs) cuts off your access to magic? Oh. Well, I mean, I'm a magical creation, so... You just cease to exist? You gotta just put them in a bowl. Dispel. If someone casts Dispel Magic on me, what happens? Right. Oh. You become dessert. Well, the same with uh, Jonathan's character. Oh, no. But see, Jonathan's character is part human. Well, why don't you go ahead and describe them for us? Hi, I am Zastasha Felzar. Um, you may know me by my creator, Extasha, the creator of the Felzar line of purses that are waterproof, soakproof, bulletproof, and they can change not only their color, but their genetic composition to fit any of your fashion needs. Well, she passed away. And, um... You know, I just happened to look around her room and there was like weapons or whatever and even like some weird like chemical substances. But I think she just died, you know, like a happy death, you know, whatever. She was living her life, living her truth or whatever. I even took a picture of her with myself and I, you know, had like little tears and I posted it on Tentacle just to make sure everybody knew that I was really feeling sorry for her and what happened to her. Because even though she died happy, like... You know, death is, like, really crazy. Anyway, 
uh, Zastasha is... I'm going to switch to myself now. Zastasha is a night skin artificer. And you're like, but Jonathan, what the fuck is a night skin? I'm glad you asked. A night skin is a homebrewed class that uh, came up through TikTok um, and just a general general hatred of black people in the anime community we decided to turn that shit around and we we made this a brilliant class so i am a night skin in libra and zodiac signs matter a battlesmith artificer pink beautiful hair half cyborg or half robot so that makes them a cyborg incredible Am I missing anything? Do you want to say what they look like? Yeah. So Zastasha is a voluptuous he, she, they, um, whatever is fitting their moment at the time. Uh, you will usually see them in some kind of cat suit. So they are usually showing off these curves and they always carry around the uh, Zastasha, I'm oh, sorry, the Felzar uh, primary tote. Um, it is the first of its kind in the uh, Felzar uh, purse line. It is uh, normally like a floral pattern and it's tote sized just in case, you know, we got to pull out the Glock and shoot somebody or whatever. And yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's Zastasha. You'll, you'll learn more about them or him or her um, as we play the game. But I am so excited to uh play this bitch because she she's killing it yeah we can't wait to show the art on these characters too because it is fucking fire i guess now you'll see the art speaking of art telling the story of the character katie would you mind explaining lynn specter because he's a greasy little man just a greasy little man he's just the most if you walk into any small town gas station there is that man behind the counter okay uh, he's definitely, definitely cyberpunky. Like he is not. He dresses to blend in, but he just looks like he doesn't dress to blend into like a nice store. He dresses to blend in at like bars and stuff. Pretty rough. He's French. He's from Quebec. So if you're wondering what that accent is, it's not France French. It's Quebec French, which is worse. <laughs> and not the Celine Dion French Canadian. Oh like, no 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 no. Uh, the rougher parts of Quebec. Yes, exactly. He's got a Bass Pro Shop hat on, you know what I mean? And he is always smoking and drinking coffee. Iconic. I don't think he sleeps. Ever. <laughs> um, and that's why he's always smoking and drinking coffee. That makes sense with the dark circles under the eyes, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He does look tired. The notes I gave uh, Lindsay, our artist, was uh, Justin Bieber now. So like not, not, not young and healthy looking, um, gone, sickly, bad dye job. <laughs> he is a tinkerer. He's a detective. He is technically a cleric, which I think is really interesting, but he is a knowledge cleric. So he has questions like, pull the dead which is like a big fighting spell, but also um, I think it's got one where like you can bring back people and speak with the dead. So I feel like that will be really fun to use as a detective. Oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh. Sorry, maybe I shouldn't have told that. Sorry, Chris. No, there's nothing that I could use to talk to any dead people. <laughs> maybe just change the first fucking episode for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've been incinerated. There's no body left. <laughs> Not You're right. Everybody burns to a crisp. Linspector resurrects someone. It's like, bitch, who the fuck did it? Who? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just that greasy boy shaking a body. Who did this? <laughs> It'd be great if no one else could hear it, and they're just like, what is? What is he doing? It's his method. Is he don't shaking the body. <laughs> Sherlocking. Okay. And his, like, magic item is a old, old, old Nokia phone that is, like, indestructible, but it's got, like, a magic AI in it that his grandfather gave him. And it's kind of every, like, once every arc, what'll happen is, is I can ask for, like, a solution or an item or something. And it'll, I'm, the idea is, is Chris was going to be the voice behind it, but I think we're still uh, nailing that out. And it's going to be something weird. Maybe I'll have to, like, roll a dice or something, and I have to use that item, too. 
help solve the case. Yeah. That's cute. We'll work on that. Yeah. And he's the founder. I think he does a lot of the detective work, but I, I think we'll see. Yeah, you do the paperwork and uh, Bay does the, like, the actual field work. Just picking up random stuff. Bay you also brings Bay. in snacks yeah. every Friday. <laughs> oh my god. No. And then you have, like, pizza parties instead of paying, like, livable wages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a really good cook. That's right. We did learn that Linspector's a really good cook. A really good cook. So. The office has, like, a weirdly big kitchen yeah <laughs> it's one desk but it's a huge kitchen huge and we're all kitchen. like baffled at the shit you can make in like this small ass kitchen <laughs> yeah oh yeah i have four old potatoes here you go it's the most delicious dessert you've ever tasted in your entire life <laughs> oh shit it's apple strudel i forgot um zastasha was hired at the bailing you out agency to be the media social media director yes there we go to Very tie it nice. all in together. Sorry. Well, there's one more hired hand, and that is Rux Baldacino, Tisha. And this character yeah. was created by our Patreon members. We actually had a little get-together with a few Patreon members, and Tisha and I were there, and they really created this character from the ground up. So thank you to the people that listen to us and pay us money for this character. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we had an open to all Patreon members. Let's make a character. And we came up with Rux Baldacino. And Rux is from uh, a different time, we'll say. And uh, speaks like this because that's what was chosen. Which is different than Tammy Baldwin, if you have listened to my Wisconsinite uh, character. Yes. It is a different accent. I promise you, if you could hear the nuances, you would know, okay? But uh, I'm sure they'll know. You don't have to specify that. Uh, but So that that was a thing. Anyway, Rux Baldacino is a non-binary Leonin paladin. Um, they are, are here in this new world. They've been here about five years. They're not quite sure about their memories about the past and where they're from are a little bit fuzzy. Um, they're not sure what they did back then, but they did work for somebody. And uh, we're not going to talk about who they worked worked for because it's just something you don't talk about, right? Uh, they're out of that lifestyle now and uh, kind of looking for work. You know, they are a hired hand. Um, so I'm so sorry, Rux. Tisha, your character sounds like they went to, like, conversion camp and they're no longer gay. <laughs> I'm oh. so sorry. Um, okay, so, <laughs> that if, if that wasn't clear, it was, they used to be part of the mafia. Which obviously doesn't exist. Which well, is a euphemism for gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So n- not the alphabet. They didn't leave the alphabet mafia. They're still <laughs> in that one. Uh, but they left the mafia mafia. Um, oh, basically. The concrete shoes mafia. Yes. Okay. So Rux was part of a mafia in the old world. And they were offered one final job to get out. And for some reason, they wanted out. Uh, they can't remember exactly why they wanted out, but they really did. And they met someone who brought them here. They did one final job here that they aren't proud of. And since then, have been trying to kind of make up for their past deeds in doing good. And they saw an advertisement for a company called Bailing You Out. And they're like, well, I love helping people. And that's kind of what I need to do to get right with myself. So now they're here. They are the muscle. What was the, what the advertisement say that really drew you in? Did it have like a slogan or something on it? Uh, it said, Bailing You Out is looking for somebody who can help us bail people out. Uh, are you strong? Are you tough? Do you want to help people figure stuff out and solve crimes and do all the things that we need to do to be a detective? 
agency, Wait. just in case. This um, is why we hired a social media manager. Yeah, literally. This was before. Zastasha and Ruck started at the same time, I would like to say. Yes. And I think that they met each other in the interview room, and Zastasha was like, holy shit. This is a Leonin, which is not very common here. And they're dressed like old timey because obviously Rux will be dressing as, you know, what is it? 400 years in the past or something is where yeah. they came from. Heard. Yeah. Uh, I think that Zasasha, she looked at your outfit and she re- uh, she realized that like your outfit was um, was very uh, retro. And retro's very in right now, you know, because uh, fashion always, like, repeats itself. So she looked mm. at you, took a picture, and as he, like, posted the picture on Tentacle, um, he used, like, the, the, the best hashtag right now, which is hashtag biblical. Mm. It's what all the cool kids mm. are saying right now. Okay. Yeah, so, like, right now you're super trending. Right, and that's why and Zastasha wants to be around Rux, not just be, not because of Rux's personality or any of the things that they do, but because Rux looks different from anyone that they've met, and it's quirky. Yeah, it's quirky. For it's Rux high to fashion. Be around. You're you're giving very much my muse. Right. Yeah, and and, and it's not necessarily, and, and you know that sometimes you need to get put in your place. Oh. And you think that Rux's strong, good personality will help keep you on that closer to that narrow line, right? It, Rux is non-binary, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't call you daddy, zaddy. You can call you can call Rux daddy or mommy because you're giving yeah you're giving like you said put me in my place you're giving choke me out vibes, and mm. we're we're into that. Yeah, but Rex won't choke you out until you need to be choked out, right? Like, you cross that line mm-hmm. of whatever. So that that is Rex. Very, very kingly, I would say. Heard. I'm into it. I like that. Yeah, so there's those are the four characters of this detective agency. So they've been working together for at least a little bit of time. I'd say that it's still fairly a, a green detective agency. You're still kind of finding your footing. You're not like the top agency in the city or anything. But you're you're working. You're getting it done. But there is a fifth member of this agency that huh? was also decided uh, by our Patreon members, and that's your office pet. You all have a pet raccoon. Of course. Oh. Raccoons exist in the future. They can grab things. Yeah, this raccoon specifically likes to steal things both from you and for you. Uh, So there might be times when you're in the agency where I'll have you all make a roll and one of you might have one of your little trinkets stolen and then you might get it back. Oh, great. It's become a huge problem because sometimes they wash evidence. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't. Yeah, we do need to come up with a name for your raccoon. I think that we did decide that it's it leans more towards Lynn's character than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Or at least I think that makes the most sense that Lynn Spector would have a raccoon pet. You say yeah. Lynn Spector, and I think Spector, and I think Poltergeist. So can we call him like Geisty? Geisty? My favorite is, is the fact that it sounds like he's actually an inspector, but he actually isn't. <laughs> We could pretend that he's like the manager. Yeah. Whenever someone's like, I need to report to the chief or something. Yeah, I have an actual police. Yes, I am police. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am police. So should their name be a title? Yeah, could we just call them like lieutenant or the chief? That's really funny. Uh, I don't want chief. (laughs) Call him lieutenant. I don't want chief. I think lieutenant. Your raccoon lieutenant? Yeah, uh, yeah, or like producer. Sergeant. But, okay, so I I want it to be funny, and how would a Quebecois say lieutenant? I hate you. I hate you. What did you just say? A Quebecois? Quebecois? Uh-uh. No, ma'am. Quebecois? Thank you. Quebecois? Yes. No, I'm sorry. I I feel like you did that on purpose. I oppose the French in all fashion. I you fucking did that on purpose. <laughs> um, Even the Q sound, Quebecois. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. So how would a Quebecosi say it? Quebecois. 
<laughs> We're sorry, Quebec. Sorry. We're not sorry. I feel like lieutenant has already come from, it came from a French word. No? Ooft. Go- yeah, Google it. We'll, I don't know we'll why I'm putting an part. F in there, though. I don't think there's an F in the French word. Ooft. Lieutenant. Let me is that its take name? over. Let me take over your language and give you the one that I think is more civilized and destroy yours. <laughs> because and all of lieutenant was never apologize for it. Capitaine, capitaine, yeah. Oh my no. god, I hate that so much. Okay, um, we could do it, but I'm gonna be mad about it every time. Just like boss. <laughs> one second, I'm listening to a YouTube video. Okay. <laughs> Who knew we'd be learning French for this? <laughs> uh, I would have. Uh, I would have boycotted. <laughs> I think that if we have this raccoon, it should just the raccoon should just be called the manager. <laughs> but the like has to be with it every single time. The manager. The manager. <laughs> I want to call him Sir. I'm gonna call him Sir Comference. Cause he eats too much pie. Oh. Okay, well, um, it's been nice knowing y'all. Uh, raton lever. No, no. That's too much. We need to we need to decide a name right now. Let's call it Avril Lavigne. That's Canadian. <laughs> oh, okay, that is there it Canadian. is. There it Avril is. Lavigne. Or Haley Williams. Some forty one. No. Paramore. Some forty one. Oh my. Paramore is the Paramore. Not Canadian. The Lieutenant Paramore. Lavigne. Paramore is not Canadian. Isn't Celine Dion Canadian? Yeah, she's French Canadian. Okay, so then we can say like the the Celine. We have to talk. We have to discuss this with Celine. Raccoon Reynolds. <laughs> Raccoon Reynolds. Or I said, what about Meryl Streep? What about is she Canadian? Uh, what's that? What's that? French Rivers saying? We can just call him insane. Insane. Because he jumped off the bridge in Paris. Insane. Insane. She won't even say it in French. Insane. <laughs> I refuse. I will not. I and Rux will also refuse to say anything in French. I think that's really funny though that you're gonna make it like an an Americanized version or a more common saying than French. I think that's really funny. Whatever whatever French ish term we use for the raccoon, you just say it not French. I think that's funny as hell. Um, the composer uh, of many great works is named Camille Sanson. Camille Sanson. Yeah, we could call it like Camille Sanson. Lynn smokes a lot, and in, in France they call cigarettes something very specific. We could just call the raccoon an F slur. <laughs> oh, the way I don't feel like being canceled. <laughs> I mean, cancel culture isn't real, but the way I don't want us—we're uh, trying to grow. Remember? And then we could be like, "Why is that F slur eating trash?" just call the raccoon epsler just (laughs) the fact that y'all still even won't even say it Uh, i don't like the word i'm hooked on just having the raccoon have a title i like that too i think that's my favorite um if we did capitan that works in french and spanish and rux would be like okay hey el capitan El Capitan. El Capitan. And it could be French like, El Capitan. You know, like. Le Capitan. Le Capitan. I just, I like that a lot because I feel like we're all going to say it differently. There's going to be like the captain and you're going to be like, Le Capitan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Le Capitan. El Capitan. Now we have named your pet. Lovely. Does it speak? Ooh. I don't know yet. I don't know if it speaks. I know it, it like a raccoon does. Maybe, because I am an art. Noises. I am an artificer, so maybe I can create something to get it to speak. And it's got like a little speaker on its collar. Oh, that's great, but it only speaks French. Oh no. Ew. Ew. Oh my god, you know so many other languages, Chris. <laughs> Pick a different one. But the speaker only makes raccoon noises. <laughs> it, um, raccoons are also called trash pandas. You could just, you know, speak Mandarin or something. Oh. I'm not learning a new language. Also, I'm not going to pick a language you know. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Why not Mandarin? You know, the real hard one to learn. Fuck. It could be abyssal. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hey, y'all, we are literally in the middle of an episode. That's true. That was. <laughs> That's kind of what this episode is, though. It's world building together. We're we're coming it's up with a this. lot of time on this raccoon together. I know. Oh, look, Capitan. Well, we have a raccoon yeah. now. It's the important stuff. Yeah. Now you have everyone in the detective agency. The storyline is going to go like this. I'm going to present you with a case on the first episode, and then you're going to have a couple episodes to figure out the case, solve it as you would. Now, is there a right answer? Yes, but that doesn't mean that you're going to have to get to that right answer. However you decide that case ends is how it's going to end. Oh. So there could be multiple ways that something is solved, but as long as you are fulfilling your case, you will get the credits for the mission. The money in this, I'm eliminating the gold idea. I don't think coins or um, physical money would exist in the future. So instead, we're going to go by credits. Uh, You can still keep track under gold on your player sheets if you'd like, but we're going to call them credits. And they are exchanged electronically. So how much you charge for each case will be up to you. Uh, And I am going to give you guys ways to spend your credits to better your detective agency or maybe move to a better part of the neighborhoods or something like that. Maybe you need an extra desk or a couch or more detective equipment because right now you don't have a lot of equipment. Uh, I am going to give you all some detective equipment. Like you're going to have a camera, but it's going to be like a physical digital camera you have to carry around. What else did I write in here? Lots of hats for Le Capitan. In the very far off distant future, we still have fucking digital cameras. Yeah, like cameras, a a dictaphone or some sort of recording device that you can plant somewhere. A laptop, a chest of disguises and costumes as well. And you're also going to have an answering machine. Now, whether this is like an old school answering machine that looks even archaic for us, or something more futuristic that's connected to the desk, uh, this is going to be a way that you can find out about other cases or maybe hear some clues that will help you lead somewhere. Maybe an anonymous tip will be left. So checking your voicemails during the episodes will be important. And I've already been recruiting some people to voice those. So that way I don't have to do all of them. Okay. I'm in. Well, I want to know, though, how do you envision this detective agency set up? So you don't have a huge building. You have, like, the lower part of of a building. I wouldn't say that you each have a desk. I'd say it's a bit more cramped than that, at least right now. Here is my pitch. You know the new Ghostbusters movie? Uh-huh. Okay, so you know how they have, like, that little restaurant underneath? Oh. I don't think there could, there could potentially be a restaurant underneath, um, but I think it's more like Lynn has, like, a double-level work-slash-office space, like, the bottom level maybe, like, the office front with, like, you know, the professional sitting room and stuff, but it's his living space upstairs, like. Love it. Or the reverse, where you walk into his living space and you have to go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Because, of course, he's going to put the kitchen in the place with the good windows. But that's what I'm thinking. So, like, it kind of obviously bleeds over because he's very bad at keeping things separate. But, like, if someone needs to sleep there, like, he's maybe got an extra bedroom downstairs for, like, professional guests. We're like, oh, you're running away from someone who I'm investigating here. You can sleep here. Or, you know, if someone that's working for them needs a place to stay, there can be, like, other places upstairs. Or if you invite someone over from one tentacle... You don't want them to see your real living space. Yeah, exactly. Just like, hey, hey. <laughs> we have talked about Tentacle as well. So Tentacle is the social media of our city. It's one zero T E C E L C L E, and it's something that uh, Zastash is very familiar with. Knows all the trends. Which is why I corrected you on how you spell it. One zero T E C E L. C E L or C L E. Oh, CLE, you're right. I know. I don't know why I keep saying CEL. You're right. It's okay. It's okay. You're dumb. It's fine. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I am sick. It's brain fog. Also, at the end of... This is something I got, that got cut, but at the end of the last season, Tisha and I were the last ones left on the uh, Discord, and she goes, you know, you're really good at playing dumb. <laughs> Ooh. Did I say that? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's that. Oh. 
Dang. I no, I take it as a compliment. Here's the thing I learned, is that if you play dumb, people don't expect much from you, and that is such an easier way to live. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're really good at playing, like, an aloof, like, I don't know what's happening, mm-hmm. and I have no plans for this. This just is happening because of you guys. But yeah, really, I, you had a plan all along. Yeah, I think this was in reference to me leaving the clues throughout the campaign. Because you don't expect that from me. And now you guys do, which means I have to be much more careful with what I'm doing. Do we, though? Do we? Are we really? It turns out we're the dumb ones after all. <laughs> what a surprise twist. <laughs> <laughs> well, the... Okay, so let's talk about this city. I like the idea of there being a living quarters along with your detective agency, how you want to... I think it is kind of funny to have people like walk through what smells like an ashtray to get to this professional setting. Hey, an ashtray in the most delicious like stuffing type food you've ever eaten. <laughs> Bread, rosemary, savory. Like right, like someone put their cigarette out in a plate full of poutine. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God. But also that's disgusting. What's the scent? Poutine ashtray. Poutine ashtray. So your detective agency is going to be in one of the five districts of the city. Uh, The city is split up into five districts, and that's what we're calling them. It's got a K in it. And they are color-coded because this is a neon metropolis. I wanted it to be bright neon colors. So we have the purple, pink, orange, green, and blue. And I just now realized I spelled orange without an N. And that's just how that's going to be. I once saw her spell the word orange with a D. (laughs) What? It's a Mean Girls reference. Never mind. Keep going. Okay. Well, okay. So I'm going to drop in the recording chat your dis- your districts just so you guys can see them. And each dis- district is a little bit different. They have different buildings in it. I've put on these maps places that could be of interest to you during your investigation. So it might be a place that you want to visit because you need to ask an expert something. Uh, or it might be something that maybe Tisha's character, Rux, has a special ability to say, I know a guy. Uh, maybe that guy works at one of these places. Oh my god, can we read the names of some of these? God, these are awful. <laughs> my names? Yeah, I definitely made this ridiculous. Uh, like the bird shop is called Hornithology. Yes. There's also Horned Up, which is the instrument shop. So if you need to learn an instrument or buy a new instrument, you'll go to Horned Up. Oh, Pearl Necklace Jewelers. Yeah, I went. Disgusting. (laughs) I want to move out of the city. And my favorite thing is the Comedy Club. The Comedy Club is just called Comedy Club. (laughs) (laughs) The Playhouse is called Mask for Mask with a K. Yes. Okay. Uh, MKG Private School. Yeah, that's for Mary Catherine Gallagher. Oh, okay. <laughs> this place better. is just called Hotel. Mary Catherine Gallagher, like, from Shameless? No, like from uh, uh, Molly Shannon's Saturday. character from Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. Uh, but there Super are some star. references to real um, people in here. I have, like, Niecy Nash High School. I have Pullman Brewery, and Pullman is the last name of the first female brewer ever. Nice. Ruby Bridges is, n- is in this as well. Ruby, Ruby Bridges Academy. Living. Also, I have Writer Elementary, which is for Winona Writer. I also have not notoriety for some just actors that I like. Uh, also, the Flicked Bean Cafe. I like that one a lot. Great. Wonderful. Uh-huh. The, the museum is called Real Old Shit. <laughs> I like that. What is Scissor Me Timbers? Scissor Me Timbers is a nightclub. Each district has a nightclub or bar type area that you could visit. I feel like that's a gathering area, and that's going to be very easy for me to tie into any story. So no matter what district you're in, you'll be able to visit some sort of place for a drink or a dance or a show. Like there's a burlesque area in the richer part of town. Did I give you the idea for Scissor Me Timbers? Or... Yeah, Scissor Me Timbers and Boibs, okay. you gave me both of those names. Uh, I was going to say, because that's the name of um, boats that I've made on uh, Sea of Thieves. <laughs> that makes sense. I was like, did I steal that from Chris? <laughs> no, that's all you. Uh, and the other things in the Orange District, you have a big green area. This city has one big park kind of like how central park is in new york there's just this one big greenery area where the rest of the city just isn't that green 
so you do have a place where there is a park, and then there's also a little blue strip that is a zoo. A zoo of many animals from many different time periods. So you're not just there to see elephants, you might see a woolly mammoth there, you know? Okay. Let's, Look at Jurassic Park. Let's talk about timelines. Are they holograms, or are they... No, 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 real. Um, you do remember in our previous campaign, Jurassic in the Park was a place that was visited by a scientist, and you didn't really figure out what he was doing, and you didn't care. But that type of technology that he started is what got us to the point where we can now have real-life dinosaurs in a zoo. Bitch, not continuity. We that. don't do I'm that here. Doing some tie-ins. We don't do that here. Excuse me. <laughs> Let's see, what did I miss in this map? There's also light rails, so you can get between districts quite quickly as long as you use the light rail. There will be a charge for it, so I'm going to have to have you guys keep track of your credits as you go. But I'm also letting you decide how much you charge clients for what you're doing. So uh, I will need to know, like, the market rate kind of thing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I'm going to look at it as one credit equals one gold. But, like, the the lowest I'm ever going to charge you for something is one credit. So, like, if you wanted a drink from a vending machine, that's going to be one credit. Mm -hmm. Or if you, like, shop one of the food vendors, that might be a couple credits. If you're eating, think, like, 20 credits a day makes sense to survive on. Okay. I will say Lynn probably offers room and board as part of the pay if you need it. That makes a lot of sense. But it will reduce your pay. It will reduce your pay, because I am. But, like, yeah, if you need Lynn to, like, Lynn rolls in late, but that's because he has everyone's lunch. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, Yes. Also, Lynn's coming from upstairs or downstairs, so, like, they can be late. Yeah, exactly. And all these buildings, obviously, this is a flat map, but these buildings are very tall. And there's multiple, like, businesses within the building. I'm just labeling the ones that we might need to visit. Not all of them will be visited. Not all of them will be called upon. But I'm giving myself some outs in case you use your special abilities. So that's kind of why I built it like this, too. There's also like a kino hall and casino. Again, a gathering place, someplace where you might run into anybody. Just kind of lends itself to what I'm doing. But also, like when you level up, there are things that your character learns how to do. And I wanted to give you guys a place to do that. So like between between cases... When you level up, certain things happen. Maybe you learn a new feat. But how would you learn a grappler feat? Well, maybe you visited the wide open hand dojo, and that is how you learned something, right? Or maybe you picked up uh, learning an instrument. Great, you went to Horned Up and got an instrument and learned how to play it from the instructor there. So I tried to make this as, as reasonable as possible. And if there's anything I forgot, we can just throw it in there later on. Oh, so are we like incorporating downtime mechanics? Yeah, I'm going to ask you guys what you do during your downtime um, and, like, make your level ups make sense. And that way we can kind of piece it together. Because I don't think it's realistic that you go from case to case to case to case to case. I think there's going to be a little bit of downtime. But after you solve a case, it'll probably take you three episodes from start to finish. And at that point, I'll let you guys level up. So it wouldn't necessarily be a battle like it was last time. It's going to be when you solve a case. Okay. By doing that... This is going to last two seasons. The seasons are going to be 24 episodes each. Uh, That's what I'm planning, at least. We might go a little bit extra if we do. That's fine. But the plan is every three episodes, you're going to level up, or every case, you're going to level up. And by the end, so your last case, three of you will be level 19, and Rux will be level 20 at that point. So that's going to be, so that's obviously next season. That's way down the line, but that's how big I'm going to make that enemy, too. So I'm going to try and make it harder as we go. But yeah, these buildings are super tall. That circular area in the pink district is a spire um, that has everything in it from City Hall, the Sheriff's Office, to, of course, the Pearl Necklace Jewelers. And everything in between. Uh, There's also a big stadium. Uh, Normally, Demolition Derby is what happens there. That's the sport of this city. Just cars running into each other, because that's fun as fuck. Okay, I'm changing a bit of backstory. Okay. <laughs> Bay in their downtime does Demolition Derby. Great. Love it. Nice. But one might think that leads to vehicle proficiency. No. <laughs> Very bad at driving. Uh, I forgot to give you... Oh, no, you guys have the full map in the pinned messages. I don't need to change that at all. 
Uh, but yeah, there's district maps, and there's a full map uh, that we will put up on social media. We'll put it on Discord. That way everyone can see it. But yeah, this is going to run like a city. You guys are going to have full reign of it. Uh, something I did mention, though, is that you guys have special abilities, and I want to touch on that because we let our Patreon members dis basically cast our characters. We gave them four different character archetypes, and we let them decide who's going to play what, and each character came with a special trait. And so I want to go into that for each character. Let's start with Bay. Let's just go in the same order as we introduce the characters. What is your special character trait? Hmm. <laughs> glad you asked. <laughs> search, 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 search. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna freeball this. Okay, go ahead. Freeball it. Bay is a detective, but they're not very good at it. They are a bumbling detective. Therefore, they can accidentally sometimes stumble across something that might point them in the right direction. So, yeah. if at one point we're stuck or confused, or I just feel like it, I can say, I think I found something. And then I will trip or stumble or fall into something that will actually help us. Perfect. Yeah, if we're stuck on clues in case rolls are really bad, or you're just not getting everything you need from something, Bay will be able to accidentally stumble on something that may trigger something something bad may happen from it but it might just be oh i found the clue because it's stuck in my goo oh my god you that's the best that. phrase i've ever heard <laughs> also i don't know if this uh i didn't mention it earlier and i feel like it's kind of important they're a bumbling detective but they're also a bumbling sorcerer so like <laughs> they're not really great at anything they do but they're they're trying their best and basically that kind of translates into they're a wild magic sorcerer. So if they cast spells to help with the case, it, it might not always go the way that's intended. Yeah. How about Zastasha? What is your special ability? Zastasha's, uh, Zastasha's ability is very simple. Um, he can take a beat and recall any information that he may have on a subject at 100% accuracy um, but it takes like I think 10 minutes yeah. uh, of Zastasha like sitting down shutting down and focusing all of her energy on, uh, get, uh, or, or recalling this information yeah yeah exactly you're going to have like an access memory ability there we where go. If, if you need to come up with something whatever information they think they need on a certain topic, and I will give all of that. It does take 10 minutes, though, so it's going to slow you guys down. But, you know, that's enough time for Lynn Spector to throw a crepe together. So, Slay! Uh, speaking of Lynn Spector, what is your special ability? It's phone. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm the bumbling genius, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So, not very good with people, but... He, like I said, he has a bunch of spells and stuff that allow him to get in people's head, make them tell the truth, that kind of thing. Like, so not only is he good at getting what is the truth, but also he has a little, like, little tinkering object that he can kind of f around with if he needs. And I assume as we go on and level up, we'll get more and more fun little detective toys, as Chris said. Yes. Yeah. What what Katie's character can do is say, "I knew that would happen." Uh, yeah. as a reaction. It has to be outside of combat. I'm not going to let this be a combat reaction, but if a trap is activated or there's like a failed saving throw or if damage is being taken by a non-weapon attack by either Lynn or somebody else, Lynn Spector can interrupt that and say, I knew that would happen, but it's going to be pretty condescending if they have to save somebody. Tact is not Lynn Spector's thing. No. And I do have that special object where it's like my old Nokia phone with an AI built in. And it's uh -huh. kind of like uh, Siri. But yes, cool. And then my exactly. phone will transform or whatever into a big hammer or a giant inflatable balloon or I don't know, like random stuff. Yeah. Not always useful, but could be. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And last, Rux Baldacino. What is your character trait? What's your special ability? Rux can say, hey, I know a guy, I think. 
And basically, if we need a contact that can drive us somewhere or that, you know, can get us access to sea crabs in Atlanta or something, Rux will know somebody who can do whatever we need for them. Once per long rest, right? Uh, Once per case. All of these are once per case. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, you can't access your memory every time you need something. Can you imagine how fast this would go? No, 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 no. But once per case, it's in case you guys get stuck, you're able to use this. Everything probably can be done without using these. Uh, But, you know, bad rolls happen, or maybe there's something that's obvious to me that I wrote but wasn't obvious to you. Uh, This would be an easy way to kind of jump into where you need to go. But that's also ways for me to help you without being like, oh, everyone rolled a 10 for investigation. I guess I have to give you something or else you won't figure this out. So that's uh, a few exciting little homebrewed traits of the characters. And I think that's a good introduction to Soul Quest City. I have a question. When a client comes in, who's the one that's talking to the client? That would be Zastasha. Yeah. I think Zastasha's the face. Very good. Just trying to get a picture in my head for this, how this first episode is going to go, because I am going to introduce a client into your uh, office immediately. I uh, think someone was right, though, that Lynn does a lot of, like, the paperwork. I can see Lynn, like, behind everybody, like, taking notes on shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is Astasha not even listening to the questions, but, like, taking a selfie? Taking a selfie with the person, with the victim of whatever case. <laughs> in, this traumatized in... woman came into my office today. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Bay also does janitorial, like I'll climb into the trash cans and and clean up. (laughs) Rex will be standing behind Zastasha, you know, a little bit puffed up. Like, you know, you can take us serious because I'm strong and I can take care of anything kind of thing. Very nice. Oh, there is something else we forgot to talk about. There is a special animal that is running rampant in this city, and that is the crocoduck. There, what? there is, it's a duck body crocodile face, just so you get the visual. Uh, and they're small, uh, but they are omnivores, so they're going to eat whatever they can eat. And there's a lovely little crocoduck pond, a uh, kitty corner to your agency, so Lynn Spector can visit and throw bread or meat scraps into it, or anyone who needs some downtime and just relax. Watch the crocoducks in the pond. I We talked about crocoducks and allergies, but the... Picturing of alligators in my head is alligator body goose head, and that's terrifying. Yep. <laughs> but crocoduck, I think, is adorable. A crocodile face on a duck body. It's so large. Its head would be on the floor. It's got a big old head, yeah, but there's no neck to it, so it's like head to body. That's how I'm picturing it. The, their deltoids are very strong. Yeah, it's a beefy crocoduck. Horrible. We have to protect our raccoon from these things. Your raccoon might be a little bit scrappy. I'm, I'm assuming he will be. Uh, he can probably break out of the office, though. I'd like to think it's an office pet. I did give the Patreon members an option for it to be a caged pet, something that would definitely stay there, but I don't know that Le Capitan is going to stay in the office. Le like, if you're not capitan. there, what's he going to do? Eat the trash. El Capitan. <laughs> no soy maninero. I feel like El Capitan and Bay fight over trash. oh i can see like the capitan like trying to steal from bay and i'm getting sucked in (laughs) just a raccoon floating in bay poor thing right lynn has to be like hey where's el capitan and bay's like (laughs) (laughs) well yeah so that is our introduction to the bailing you out agency and to our new campaign this is going to be so, so much fun, and I'm so excited to get started. We, we will be back with a new episode starting the season next week. So get excited. We're excited. Woo. I'm really excited. Slay. Yeah. Yeah, find out all this fun stuff on the next episode of Roll Gay Roleplay. Thank you so much for coming back and enjoying us. We're glad to be back from break. Hope you enjoyed our Camp Nethermouth story and the Olympics, which introduced you to these characters. I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. Hi, I'm Tisha. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish, the number one. I'm Brandon. You can find me in our Discord yelling at people for having bad opinions about Doctor Who. 
Hi, my name is Katie, and you can't find me online. I'm doing a very good job of removing myself from the internet. Boo. Uh, heard. And hey, I am Jonathan. You can find me on social media as well. I have different names for everything because I don't like the word continuity. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.